This week was a weekend of celebration in our house. My son was baptized. I talked about his choice last week, so if you want to hear about more about the lead up and the leading up to the event, check out the podcast. It was an excellent discussion or sharing that I did where he was talking about how can people not believe in God, which, man, that's why he, got, that's why he gets chose to get baptized. It's powerful, powerful stuff. It was an amazing night. We did it on a Saturday evening because at church because it was the easiest way to get all of our family there, the, the, at least the people who lived close enough at the same time, so that they could come and celebrate with him this glorious night. Uh, we went to church, and he was literally bouncing around, excited to be baptized. I have never seen anything like it in my life. But I do have to tell you, I am inspired by that. The the excitement was intoxicating, knowing that someone was that excited to share their faith with their church family, with their literal family, and say, hey, I believe in Jesus, and be bouncing around excited about it. It was pretty awesome. The entire time in the baptismal, he was he was shaking and jumping up and down. Not really shaking, but like shaking in excitement. But the cool, th- even cooler thing is I got the ultimate privilege. I was able to get in the water with him as he was baptized and help. I got to do it with my daughter also. And I'll tell you what, those are memories I will never forget. Uh, after this amazing event, I joked with my wife. We're done. Both kids baptized and believers. Parenting is over. And then I did that wiping your hands clean of all problems kind of motion. And we laughed a little bit. Sadly, most people think that it is that easy. The truth is that we have done the easy part. The faith of children is amazing. But we have to continue to foster it so they continue to make it part of their lives. A very convicting proverb for me is Proverb chapter 22, verse 6. In the New International Version, it says, Start children off in the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. I also like the New Living Translation, and I mentioned this in an earlier podcast because I'm a drama teacher. Direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. Those are pretty convicting passages. They they say we are to teach, direct, motivate, lead our children. I love those passages. I mean, really, they are part of the motivation for my small group of dad, my small group of dads at church, this podcast and our lives here at the house. We make faith a part of life. We don't just make it part of Sunday. It is us. It is what we do. I found this quote while planning for this podcast by Charles Hatton Spurgeon that sadly rings true at many times. Let no Christian parents fall into the delusion that Sunday school is intended to ease them of their personal duties. The first and most natural condition of things is for Christian parents to train up their own children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Wow. Our job, 
when in all actuality, God commands parents to raise their kids. He doesn't command the church. He doesn't command the schools. He doesn't command the neighbors. They're all part of it because we all know it takes a village and we vow to support each other. But parents are to raise the kids. It's a heavy bur it's a heavy responsibility. An amazing responsibility. A rewarding responsibility. But it's one we have to take seriously. A lot of people think, hey, I took my kid to Sunday school, box checked. Let's go on with life for the week. But do you realize that if you take your kid to Sunday school every week from birth until 18, that's only about 936 total hours. And think about the first portion, they're toddlers and babies, so they're not really getting any Sunday school per se. That's not a lot of time. That's literally 39 full days out of 18 years. That is all the Sunday school. You get the rest of the 18 years of youth. Now, of course, you share it with school. They're at events. They're not there. But the idea is you are the biggest part of your children's life, or you should be. That's why we're called to teach our children. Moses takes it one step farther in his speech to the Israelites in Deuteronomy. And I'll, I'll quote it often because it's just truth. Um, in chapter 6, verses 6 through 7, These words I'm commanding you today must be kept in mind. And you must teach them to your children and speak of them as you sit in your house, as you walk along the road, as you lie down, and as you get up. We are to teach our children. We are to speak into them. It says, as you sit in the house. So when I'm here at home, I should be speaking to my children. When you walk down the road. For us, that would be when we're doing things. If I'm outside, I'm talking to my kids making faith part of the conversation. These aren't things to be taken lightly. They are things we should do. Not just think about. Not just say, wow, that's a good idea. Not just go to church and say we're going to do it. But I revisit Proverbs 22.6. Start children off in the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. That's the goal. We want to get our children to the point where they have their own faith. Not our faith. Each of us has to look in the mirror and answer to God if we're doing this. It isn't easy. But it isn't as hard as we make it. It simply means raising our children to love, obey, and want a relationship with Jesus. Do remember that you have to do it first, though. You can't expect your kids to do something you haven't even done or plan to do or do. I often get sad when I see children just dropped off at church by their parents and they come and pick them up. They're getting them there. But without that modeling, the kids are going to come have a good time and most of them, when they can make their choice, won't go back. This thing called life is short. Our kids are at home even shorter. 
We need to make the most of that time. I end with a question for you to ponder and act on. Are you directing your children onto the right path so that when they are older, they will not leave it? Join me in prayer. Dear God, thank you for your word. Thank you for being there for us. Thank you for these children that are our gifts. Please give us knowledge and strength to lead them. Help us to look inwardly to make sure we are following you so that we can model and teach and take our our kids along for this journey called a relationship with you. Thank you for all you did for us, for coming down, for taking the lashes, for being crucified, for dying, for raising all because you loved us. Help us to teach that to our children. Help us to talk about that to our children. Help us to make it part of our life, not just a ritual or a routine. Give us wisdom so that we can teach and guide our children. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope you all have a wonderful week. I can't wait for some things coming up. I had someone reach out, and I'm going to have a guest actually on the podcast in a few weeks from another dads and father podcast. I'm super, super excited about that. I'll keep you updated, tell you how that came about and when it will be recorded. It's going to be over the summer, but I'm super excited. So this week, take time to feed into your kids. You won't regret it. They deserve it. Have a great week. Thank you.